the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's Tuesday, April the 20th, 2021, in the year of our Lord. Today in 1841, the first detective story published in America was published by Edgar Allan Poe. He's not one of my favorites for sure, but it was titled Murders in the Rue Morgue, published today in 1841. Today in 1769, the Ottawa Indian chief, Pontiac, he was murdered. Today in 1902, Marie and Pierre Curie, they isolated radium. That was initially used for a number of years, primarily in cancer treatment. I don't think they use it as much, if at all, in cancer treatment anymore. They could, but I'm I'm thinking they don't. But they still use radium as they... Uh, had isolated it back in 1902 as uh, on things that glow in the dark, like, you know, like hands on a clock, that kind of stuff. I think they still use radium for that type of thing. Anyway, it was isolated today in 1902. Today in 1912, the Boston Red Sox played their first game at Fenway Park. They beat the New York Highlanders. They would later become, in fact, the next year, the New York Highlanders would become known as the New York Yankees. They got beat 7-6 to six that day. Today in 1971, the U.S. Supreme Court upheld the practice of busing for racial desegregation. Today in 1999, 14 students, including the killers, and one teacher was also killed. 23 others were wounded at Columbine High School in Littleton, Colorado. That was the nation's deadliest school shooting. And today in 2010... An explosion on a BP oil drilling rig off the coast of Louisiana killed 11 people, injured 17. Experts estimated that 13,000 gallons of crude oil per hour were pouring into the Gulf of Mexico. I remember that well because I remember that the from Al Gore on down the food chain, of all of the extremists, the environmental extremists, they were prophesied with certainty that the Gulf would never recover, it was over, it was destroyed, and the rest of the world was going to look like this in just a matter of a few years because nature does not replenish or restore itself. Well, that was a lie, of course, and nature does, and by all accounts, the Gulf of Mexico has recovered, and it's as healthy as it's ever been, by all accounts, not just conservatives and not just people who are as they are called by the scientists on the left, deniers. God created nature in a most in a marvelous way. In fact, so marvelous that some people worship nature, worship Mother Earth. That isn't what he intended at all. We'll probably talk about that a little later this week, but nonetheless, today was said to be the end of the Gulf of Mexico as we have ever known it. That was not true. Tucker Carlson was talking last night on his program. I want to share a couple of paragraphs of things that he said. 
This is a quote from Tucker Carlson on Fox News last night. He was talking about the officer Derek Chauvin's murder trial and the George Floyd, of course, who died. And Carlson said this. He said, facts no longer matter, not when BLM's founding, Black Lives Matter's founding myth is at stake. Evidence only counts in countries that have due process, something that they are now telling us is an ugly relic of institutional racism. When unpopular people seem guilty, just go ahead and punish them. That's the new rule. Years ago, we called this lynching. We call it equity now. CNN's chief legal correspondent, Carlson says, a Princeton graduate named Laura Coates, she explained this morning, that would be yesterday, on Twitter, quote, the defense begins the closing by defining reasonable doubt, not with why Derek Chauvin is innocent. Think about that. Well, Tucker Carlson says, as it happens, we have thought about that. We've thought about it because that's the core principle of our entire justice system. In the United States, you are not required to prove your innocence. That's China. In the United States, the government has to prove your guilt. And if you can't prove your guilt, they have to let you go. That's the American system. There's no other system that you would want to live under. But then when your Congresswoman Maxine Waters of Los Angeles, Waters has never believed in Western justice. For decades, she supported the totalitarian government of Cuba, which replaced jury trials with summary mass executions, murdering entire groups of people. That was fine with Maxine Waters. She has never had a problem with killing political enemies. Waters is now among the most powerful Democrats in Congress. Over the weekend, she traveled to Minneapolis to make certain the mob outside the Chauvin trial understood its marching orders. End of quote. Yeah, he's right. He's absolutely right. And no one could have said it better than Tucker Carlson. Over the weekend, Democrat Congresswoman Maxine Waters did indeed fly to uh, Minneapolis, where she called for violent activists to stay in the streets. She said, don't leave the streets, stay in the streets until we get a guilty verdict. I'm quoting her in the George Floyd case. Yesterday, closing arguments were made. The trial was wrapped up and handed to the jury. The jury went into disclosure and into um, hiding. Somebody said on the news last night, they're not hiding, but they're considering what they have heard, the evidence. They're going to be coming out with a verdict probably today. I mean, most of the people close to this process say it will be today. And this program is originating this morning, Tuesday morning at 9 a.m. At this moment, as we came on the air live, we have not heard the outcome, but it may come during the course of the morning, or it may not. But nonetheless, it is imminent. We find ourselves, this trial has brought America to a point where we need to take a hard look at ourselves as much as the trial itself. Ironically, Democrat Congresswoman Maxine Waters she officially requested an armed police escort to go with her to Minneapolis while she was there calling for, among other things, defending the police, or defunding the police, not defending them. That's an interesting 
event in the way this we live in a contradictory bubble in our culture ironically what she is demanding for everyone else defund the police she's demanding for herself that the police go with her and protect her while she continues her crusade among other things to defund the police how did we get to a point like this we didn't get here intellectually we didn't get here spiritually that's for sure are these people seeking justice or revenge are they driven by hate or simply a desire for justice I don't know their heart but I've paid a lot of attention lately to what they're saying a university theology professor has published a prayer published it this week in fact and it's viral and she is asking she's a professor of theology at a university and I'll come back to this in a moment but in her prayer she's asking I'm quoting her her prayer she's teaching others how to be in ministry and what the Bible says her prayer begins dear God please help me to hate white people I want us to she's a black woman please help me to hate white people I want to stop caring about them individually and collectively documents attained obtained by town hall show that Democrat congressman Maxine Waters although she has kind of tried to deny it she did indeed request an armed police escort to Minneapolis over the weekend I wrote an article on this today it's on our website at faithandfreedom.us and I have linked the sources including her request is included in the article that I wrote today there's no question that she requested it but she's tried to sort of tamp that down because it doesn't fit the narrative and it doesn't fit the image that she's projecting but she wanted to be safe while she was out there encouraging others not to be and to burn and loot destroy in the name of justice she did indeed request an armed police escort where she's calling for violent activists to stay in the streets during a protest against law enforcement that night waters met with the protesters when she went this weekend she demanded a guilty verdict for Chauvin yeah she's not a not a, a fair trial she demanded a guilty verdict maybe he is guilty I mean I don't know I'm, I haven't heard all the evidence I know what I've seen in the press it would be very difficult to think otherwise in the press and I'm not defending a position here I don't know what is just in this trial I don't know what all of the details I just know what we've seen and what's been presented to us as truth the police officer charged in the death of George Floyd is going to be found guilty according to Maxine Waters or else and maybe he is but maybe he's not what if he isn't Waters told the mob that daily burning and looting in the name of justice she said quote we need to stay in the streets if nothing happens we need to not only stay in the streets but we have to fight for justice continuing she said I'm very hopeful I hope that we are going to get a verdict that is guilty 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 and if we don't we cannot go away so they're predetermining what this trial should be based on what they perceive I understand the injustices to black people. I, I get that. 
I have a multitude of friends who are black. I've worked with blacks in the fields, in the orchards, growing up. I've spent much time in Africa in missionary work, living with black people. I love them. I didn't even know there was that much difference until I started listening to the media when I was about 18 years old. They're the ones that teach us and teach our children how to hate. But she said, I'm very hopeful. I hope that we're going to get a verdict that's guilty, guilty, guilty. And if we don't, we can't go away. We've got to keep the pressure on. Chauvin has not been charged with first-degree murder. What if the jury does not convict because they conclude that the burden for second or third degree murder was not met in the trial. I'm just asking. I don't know. Waters is setting the standard, and she's calling for confrontation if their demands are not met. Not justice, but their demands. That's what relativism looks like. I will decide what ju- what is just, and I will demand that your jury come up with the right conclusion. And maybe they will. Maybe she'll be satisfied. I don't know, but it's going to happen. Could happen today. But does she really want justice or revenge? If it isn't justice, should an elected official be allowed to use her position to incite violence and riot in the cities? Well, I'll tell you, House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy, the Republican, who would be Speaker of the House if the Republican had the majority in the House, He says if Nancy Pelosi, Speaker of the House, doesn't take action against Waters, he will. He's the second most powerful guy in the House of Representatives. So yesterday afternoon, he said if she doesn't censor or do something to correct this matter with Maxine Waters, he said, I will. Well, he better get ready to because Nancy Pelosi has been real quiet on this thing. She's just been kind of shuffling around the halls of power with her, you know, designer masks and She hasn't been saying anything, but last night, yesterday afternoon, late in the afternoon, she came out and she made a statement. And she says that the progressive Democrat California congressman absolutely did not try to stoke violence by calling on Black Lives Matter protesters, I'm quoting her, to get more confrontational. If the ex-Minnesota police officer Derek Chauvin is acquitted of killing George Floyd. Pelosi, who has, as I said, been mum on this issue, she told the reporters late yesterday afternoon at Capitol Hill that Republicans are taking Waters' heated remark out of context. No, no, they're not. She's been at this for years. She was the lady that was calling for Donald Trump's impeachment before he was inaugurated. She's been at this going back for generations. She's been around a long time, and her message has not changed. She's all about confrontation in your face. Pelosi said no. She said, I don't think she has anything to apologize for. No, I'm quoting her. She should not apologize. So McCarthy's going to have to do something if he indeed wants to do it. The Patriot Post yesterday put out a story, and I quoted a bit of that in my own story at faithandfreedom.us. In supporting the second impeachment of Donald Trump, Waters said she was, this was after he had been inaugurated, by the way, she was calling for his impeachment before he even became president. She said that he was inciting his followers and trying to create a civil war. 
Many of us recall it was Waters who was calling for her followers to harass and intimidate members of Trump's cabinet. Remember that? Let me quote her back just as Trump became president. She said, let's make sure we show up whenever they show up. They are, was his cabinet, his staff, and so on, his administration. She told this crowd, she said, let's be sure we show up wherever, wherever they show up. And if you see anybody from that cabinet in a restaurant, in a department store, at a gasoline station, you get out and you create a crowd and you push back on them and you tell them you're not welcome anymore, anywhere. Is that the path to justice? Or is it, a, is it an expression of revenge? A Mercer University theology professor, her name, her name is Chenequay Walker Barnes. She wrote a prayer, and as I said, it's been published. It's gone viral on the Internet. She wrote a prayer in which she asked God to help her hate white people, specifically the nice ones. I am quoting her very carefully here because I don't want to interpret what she's saying. I want you to hear what she's saying and interpret it for yourself. She's published it. It's titled Prayer of a Weary Black Woman. And it's published in a book, a booklet, that's titled A Rhythm of Prayer, A Collection of Meditations for Renewal. How does asking God to help you hate white people bring about renewal? I don't know. I doubt that she does either. Her prayer continues, quote, I want to stop caring about them individually and collectively. I want to stop caring about their misguided racist souls, to stop believing that they can be better, that they can stop being racist. This is not just a black woman that's angry. This is a woman who teaches theology to other people at a university, at Mercer University. Well, her prayer is thoughtful. She explains to God, I am not, I'm quoting her, I am not talking about the white anti-racist allies who have taken up the struggle against racism with their whole lives, nor is she referring to the ardent racists who plot acts of racial terrorism hoping to start a race war. She says, quote, my prayer is that you would help me, talking to God, that you would help me to hate the other white people, you know, the nice ones who don't see color, but who make thinly veiled racist comments about those people. And the theology professor says, Lord, if you can't make me hate them, at least spare me from their perennial gaslighting, white mansplaining, and white woman tears. And you kind of ask yourself, well, who are these people? Well, <laughs> she anticipated that question, the professor, and she describes them. Walker Barnes describes the people she's asking the Lord to help her hate. She says, and I quote, The people who are happy to have me over for dinner, but alert the neighborhood watch any time an unrecognized person of color passes their house. The people who welcome black people in their churches and small groups, but brand us as heretics if we suggest that Christianity is concerned with the poor and the oppressed. The people who politely tell us that we can leave when we call out their moral microaggressions, we experience in their ministries. But since I don't have many relationships with people like that, she says, perhaps they are not a good use of my hatred either. Instead, she asks God to help her, quote, 
hate the white people who claim the progressive label, but who are really wolves in sheep's clothing. In other words, those who are not progressive enough. Her prayer to God concludes, Grant me a get-out-of-judgment-free card if I make white people the exception to your commandment to love our neighbors as we love ourselves. No, she isn't everybody, but she speaks for a certain group of people. And again, I don't know their heart. I don't know her heart. I don't know Maxine Waters' heart. God does. But I know what they're saying, and I know what they've been saying over a long period of time, and I know what effect they're having on thousands, if not millions of people who are burning and looting, not only in Seattle and Portland, but across this nation. And I can tell you whatever way that jury goes with the ruling on this matter in Minneapolis, all hell's going to break loose in Minneapolis because it's not really about justice, in my opinion. It's really about hatred. It's really about burning with hatred for people of a, of a different skin color, even though the, the the guy that best represented this movement in modern times, Martin Luther King said he he said I dream of a time when we judge people not by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. For goodness sakes, why can't these people go back and read that? The path to justice, the path to path to peace, the path to to racial reconciliation is not what Maxine Waters is doing. It's certainly not what this stupid professor is doing. Do you realize that people are paying her money to go to her classes? Or they're paying the university. They're paying her. People are sending their children to Mercer University, and they're sitting there, and some parents, I would assume, think their kid is there studying theology. Well, their kid is there being indoctrinated to the gills to hate people, especially white people in the name of justice, in the name of God. We ask ourselves, what's wrong with this country? What's wrong in this nation? This is what's wrong. America's never been perfect. Yes, we had slaves, but we're the only country in the history of the world that has went to war with itself. Brothers, sometimes family members, fought on different sides in the Civil War. We killed each other over a principle that a, a majority of us believed and do believe. I had a relative that fought in the Civil War. Probably some of you did too. And he fought on the right side of it. He didn't believe in slavery. He backed Lincoln. Can't they see that we have tried to do this? Not We're not a perfect country, for goodness sakes. But good grief, give us credit. Don't come out with this 1619 nonsense that America is in irredeemably racist. We're not. We have, we have done what no other nation has ever done to correct a wrong, and it was wrong. Absolutely it was wrong. And racism is, has no part in the kingdom of God. It doesn't matter if you're black or white or red or yellow. Jesus loves us all. And he wants us to be saved and delivered from hatred, as well as a myriad of other sins. But hatred is certainly one of them. And when we're out there influencing millions of people, as she is, and she's given a pass, because when she's out there 
driving these kids who have been indoctrinated almost from birth in public institutions, driving them to burn and loot and kill and destroy. And God only knows what's going to happen when the, this jury comes out with their verdict. I mean, it, 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 he hasn't, the police officer hasn't been charged with first-degree murder, so it won't be first-degree murder, I don't assume. And I don't know if there's evidence for a second or third-degree murder charge or not. I mean, I, I honestly don't know. I haven't read the evidence. I don't know. But I do know what people like Maxine Waters and others are saying, and they are driving this to a point of explosion. Our cities will ignite tonight if that jury comes out with their ruling and their decision today. It's interesting that the defense of the police officer asked the judge yesterday, he said, hey, do you know what Maxine Waters is doing? She's out here stoking anger, saying, if, if, we, if you don't and if we don't come up with the right conclusion in this so-called just trial, that she's telling those people to, to be violent. And he said, I'm asking you to declare a, a, a mistrial. Well, the judge, Cahill is his name, Judge Cahill, he said, no, I'm not going to do that. But he said, he said, Maxine Waters is is not doing the right thing and she shouldn't be doing that. And he said she has set the stage that if, you know, if there is a, a motion made to for retrial, he said she could be the reason that this trial could be thrown out of court. And you say, oh, well, he must be a conservative. No, he's actually not a conservative. He actually worked for Amy Klobuchar at one time. He's very progressive, very liberal. He's not a right-winger of any sort. But he was probably trying to send a message to Waters and Pelosi and all those people to back off because they may indeed be setting the stage with what they're doing and what Maxine Waters has been doing throughout her life to overturn the whole thing. Nobody's talking about that much in the press, but I'll tell you, that's looming out there. And when a guy that's a lefty, and he is, the judge, when he comes out and says, boy, you guys better be careful, because he said, I'm aware of the media reports. I'm aware that Congressman Waters, this is, I'm quoting the judge yesterday afternoon, he said, I'm aware that Congressman Waters was taken specifically, was talking specifically about this trial and about the unacceptability of anything less than a murder conviction. He said, but you can submit the, the press articles about it. But he said, I'm not going to I'm not going to declare a mistrial. But he said, I think if, if they if they want to give their opinions, they should do so respectful and in a matter that is respectful to the Constitution. He said, but I don't think it was prejudiced by this, but. This trial could be overturned if it was contested because of her actions. So she's not trying to get justice, apparently. She's trying to get revenge and whatever it takes. That's the world we live in. Well, we'll continue our conversation tomorrow. Thank you for your support. We need it. We are here because of it. Our address is Box 399, Bellevue, Washington, 988. Thank you to all of you who support us and those of you who are thinking about it and you're about to write that check. Thank you in advance. We need your support.
Box 399, Bellevue, Washington, 98009. We live in a world where much is happening, and it's happening quickly. Each day we originate live so that we can talk about what's going on in our world on that day.